you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris VossShow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another super utter cool podcast we want to take a share with you. Uh, this is going to be kind of a special thing we're doing. It's the end of the year, 2020, and we've had an incredible year. It's been uh, wonderful in spite of the pandemic. And this episode is brought to you by IFI Audio and their new Neo IDSD. The Neo is the new wave of digital sound listening for your desktop, music, gaming, and bleeding-edge Bluetooth, even MQA audio file decoding. Uh, we're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion, and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DACs and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. Uh, one of the things we did is for, you know, the show's been around for technically 10 years, but I think the core of what we've done in podcasts uh, really probably circumvent maybe two good two to three years. We kept taking time off and coming back to it and going back and there are a lot of years where we were, we, we thought podcasting was dying and then Apple got involved and brought it back. Uh, now there's, uh, over 700 shows on the Chris Voss show and the channels too, as well. Uh, the CVPN.com, Chris Voss, uh, podcast network.com. Uh, you can see all nine podcasts that are over there. Uh, and we've put up, uh, just a record amount of shows this year. Uh, so we're going to do like a special recap. Uh, series of shows here in the last couple days. Uh, if you've noticed, our uh, traffic's been a little light on guests for book authors over the holidays uh, of Christmas, uh, mainly because I, you know, I guess people just didn't want to come on during that time. We have a huge slate of uh, impressive book authors and guests coming in January and February that we've already booked into. So it became pretty obvious they didn't want to come for Christmas. But you know, I can't blame them. Everyone's a little time off this time of year. Anyway. Uh, one of the major factors that we did this year is up until uh, the coronavirus hit, we pretty much focused on technology and CEOs of tech companies, CEOs of businesses, entrepreneurism, business, MBA sort of stuff, you know, all that uh, sort of geeky business stuff. And uh, when the coronavirus hit, I was really just kind of burnt out on I was burnt out on having guests on. Uh, you know, oh, you have the latest coaching book. There's nothing wrong with people have coaching books, but you know what I mean? That, oh, you have another self-published book. Um, and I love people that self-publish books, but I'm like, you know what? I want a uh, top-tier, uh, high-guest, high-level sort of guest on, people that you would see on TV, people that have written multitude of books, uh, incredible authors, people that are represented by Simon Schuster, Harper Collins, uh, really top people. Um, 
that uh, these are these are accredited book authors that uh, you know have appeared on the New York Times bestseller list, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, let's try opening the show up a little bit more. And uh, what came from it was awesome and uh, an experience that I have fallen completely in love with because I, I'm, I'm a master, I'm, or I'm not a master, but I, I love trading in all things, let's put it that way, as a renaissance man. And so I can pretty much go on with just about anybody and, and at least play along with them. <laughs> but what's really been nice is we opened it to the book authors and we got a groundswell of huge amounts of authors on the show. Just an incredible amount of brilliant, stupendous people, people who work for some of the top publications uh, in the news industry, uh, anchors on TV, uh, people who regularly appear on uh, you know, CBS, uh, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. Uh, we got people from the Wall Street Journal, uh, New York Times, uh, people from uh, Time Magazine, uh, Washington Post, you name it. Uh, we got really good great and incredible journalists, brilliant authors, brilliant minds, people from uh, all sorts of great universities as well. We were very impressed with the folks we got from universities. You know, these, these guys are scholars. These guys are not like, uh, well, they're, they're just scholars. They're brilliant people. Let's put it that way. I don't want to put people down, but you know, I, I just got really tired of, of, uh, of, you know, trying to get guests on the show, and it became much easier to do it this way. And of course, we we built a great show, so it appealed to Shyman Schuster and other other publishers. Are like, yeah, we'll put them on. And of course, it helped that coronavirus had everybody locked down. But anyway, so what we're going to do is I'm going to do a series of shows. I don't know how much this is going to take, and I'm going to go through all of the great book authors that we had on the show this year, just the year 2020. We're going to start from the beginning, and we're going to go all the way through. So if you feel uh, like, why did Chris put me at the end? Nothing personal. I'm literally going to start at the beginning and walk through each of the shows. And I'm just going to give you my personal thoughts or memories on the shows. And my apologies if I don't quite remember a whole lot of great things about the show that you were on, um, but I'm going to you know, tell people to go check out your thing. And this might be a great compilation. If you're looking for some great books that you want to use to educate yourself into this next year, uh, I'm going to name off a plethora of them. And I got to tell you, every one of these guests that came on the show, I loved, I enjoyed, except for one of them, actually. Uh, I loved and enjoyed. I learned so much from uh, and, uh, I appreciate having on the show, even the one that I didn't like. Um, and, uh, I'll let you figure out who that was, but I, I can tell you it was fiction or well, it wasn't fiction. It was, uh, it was, uh, I guess it was kind of, it was, uh, I don't know, some war thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's probably a great book, but, uh, being a dick as an author showing up on podcasts probably isn't the smartest idea to take and do, especially when people are. Uh, being nice to you and giving you their time as well. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go through all of this, all the brilliant people we had on the show, uh, including the one that I didn't like, and maybe you can figure it out. I'm going to, I'm giving you something to hunt for here. So um, if not, they're, I mean, they're a great author. They just, uh, uh, I won't get into it, but, but you know, they were just rude. Let's put it that way. They're rude, rude. 
Um, and I get that these authors, they come on the show, they do a lot of these. But every author we've had on the show has been incredibly gracious, uh, wonderful people. I've been honored to maybe get to know them or be friends with some of them uh, and some of their insights, either privately or per, uh, publicly, what they've talked about on the show. And, and it's been a real great honor to have all of them on the show. And I've definitely appreciated them, except for one. <laughs> So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm giving you something to fun to play with here. So you're going to listen to the whole show going, where's the one? Anyway, so uh, what we're going to do is there's going to be a part one, part two. I think there might be a part three. It just depends on how long my big mouth goes. So these may break into uh, several different episodes. So you get to go through them, and we're going to start at the beginning. So let's get down to it. 2020 top book authors that we had on the show. Uh, the first book author that we had on the show was in January of 2020. It was my good friend Gary Shapiro. If you don't know who Gary Shapiro is, he's the CEO and C, uh, CEO of CTA, which is the uh, Consumer Technology Association, I believe, and CES Show, the Consumer Electronics Show. If you're familiar with the giant show that they have every year at CES, I attend as press. Um, and, of course, we do a lot of interviews there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Gary, uh, for the last, I think he's done three or four appearances now in a row. I used to forget to ask him, and I'd ask too late, but then I finally got my act together. And... Uh, Got him on the show, uh, and now he pretty much appears every January. In fact, I think I was the first to get him this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's always wonderful to have Gary on. Gary has a perspective uh, with the CTA Agency Association that uh, they have, you know, thousands of these – whoops – thousands of these um, – uh, technology people that they represent in their association to governments, uh, not only in the U.S., uh, but, uh, you know, they lobby for, if you will. They put on this giant show. Uh, he's the author of a multitude of books. I'll name the book that uh, he most recently did called Ninja Future, uh, Secrets to uh, Success in the New World of Innovation. He's written a multitude of books, but it was great to have him on the show. We just recently actually had him again on the show uh, to talk about um what we're doing for uh let's see what we're doing for uh 2021 for cs so you can check out the two shows that gary's been on you can just search for him and i, I probably should make a note here you can search for any of these people on the chrisvossshow.com you go to chrisvossshow.com or one of the other uh, uh podcasts on our network chris Voss podcast book author podcast and you can search this the name or the title of the book and you can find the episode and listen to it there's over 700 podcasts over there oh yeah one thing i do want to throw in here i just discovered this the chris Voss show and its authors are uh featured on uh well they're not featured they just show up but they're, they're showing up on now on amazon music and audible so the chris Voss show is on audible yeah, which is pretty freaking awesome. And what's really cool is uh, their episodes are showing up in search with Google search and stuff uh, or Amazon search or Audible search. You can find our episodes of The Chris Voss Show, and it looks really beautiful. So uh, congratulations to all the wonderful um all the wonderful authors that came on our show, you've, you're really getting some ranking there on the Amazon. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, so check out Gary's episode. Gary is a warm, wonderful friend. He's a guy who cares and is very passionate. He's a very smart attorney and lawyer, uh, and he does a great job with everything he does. It was wonderful having the show. I'm I'm honored to be a friend of his. I think he's a brilliant guy, and and I, he he has to work hard to master what 
he does. Uh, the next guest that we have on the show is another good friend of mine. He wrote uh, one of his books. He wrote several books. Uh, latest or most popular one, at least one I could find on Amazon, was Return on Relationship, ROR, as he likes to call it. It's my good friend Ted Rubin. Uh, Ted, uh, I've known for, I don't know, almost 10 years and uh i wish i'd spent more time getting to know him and and uh he's one of those people that was in my circles for a long time and i finally sat down i think a year or two ago and i said i really want to get to know you better personally as a friend and get to know who more about who you are because you just seem like a really great guy um and uh so we had him on the show and he uh, he, he's awesome. Ted's awesome. You, you should follow him wherever he is, read his books. Uh, he's an inspirational gentleman, really brilliant. Um, I'm not really sure what more to say about him. I mean, I just name off all your favorite verbs or good verbs. Um, he, he is a great, brilliant guy. And, uh, we had him on the show, I think it was in February or January. Uh, just a real impressive gentleman. Uh, be good to people. I can see on his shirt here in the picture that we're taking a look at. So be sure to check him out, if you will. Uh, one of the next people we had on the show was uh, my good friend uh, Mitch Jackson. Uh, and uh, he wrote the Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Uh, you should check out that book. I know Mitch for a long time. Mitch is an attorney, I believe in Orange County still. And uh, he is an incredible gentleman, uh, a brilliant guy, uh, incredible high integrity. I try and keep friends that have a lot of high integrity around me. That's really important to me. Uh, and so usually I bring those people into my circles. Uh, and, and I can't say enough good things about uh, my good friend Mitch either. He's uh, definitely brilliant. And uh, check out his guide. I don't remember a lot from the show. Uh, you know, we're friends, so it, it all blends together, if you will. <laughs> It's just how it is, man. It's just he's he's on the show and he he does his thing. Uh, next up, we had a really good uh, guest on the show, Jude Morrill, who wrote Morrill, who wrote the book "Why Does Daddy Always Look So Sad." This is a really uh, moving interview that I did and uh, a great author. Um, I have some friends that have kids that are uh, have autism, and it's a challenging thing to take and have, and. Uh, he suffers from autism, but he has a son who is uh, does not have autism. And the problem he has is his relationship with his son in having his son understand why daddy is the way he is. That's why the title of the book is, Why Does Daddy Always Look So Sad? And um, it was moving to have him on because you don't, you don't really think about, you know, I've been in a situation where in my family we had a uh, fourth child who was born uh, cerebral palsy, mental issues, uh, you know, spends their time in, in hospitals, uh, in, in care centers for, uh, care, uh, and, you know, meant basically with brain damage, uh, can only got to maybe, uh, level, uh, age three of their life. So I know what that's like to be a parent and have the child like that, but his role's kind of reverse where daddy has autism and his son doesn't, and his son can't figure out why the thing is. So he wrote this beautiful book to help. Uh, other parents like him uh, and their children understand the challenges that daddy has and daddy still loves you but daddy has the functions of of autism and you know it just helps bridge that gap so uh, I thought it was a really beautiful book another gentleman we had on the show miracle-minded manager John J. Murphy 
was uh, really awesome to have on the show. Uh, John J. Murray, uh, he's written several books, like a whole ton of books, but a lot of them are good feel-good books. He wrote this book based upon a uh, Course in Miracles, I believe it was, and um, so there's a bit of inspiration, but it's a fictional story. It's a story he kind of tells using those principles and uh, kind of something to kind of educate people as well. Really impressed with him as a guy, really freaking nice guy, um, and uh, it was a joy to have him on. Um, yeah, I think you should check out all of his books. He's written a lot of books. He's just a great author and a great person as well. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go through here. Uh, the next up, uh, big author, there's two or three offers I'm going to skip. We're going to put them at the end because I need to uh, dig up their books. Uh, so my apologies for those authors, but uh, they will make the show. Um, uh, we had Kim Whaley. Uh, she's a professor of law. Uh, her book, What You Need to Know About Voting, you probably regularly see her on CBS. I believe she appears a lot. I think she's also on The Bulwark. Um, and uh, and she writes, uh, she's trying to put on a really good show on Instagram and a lot of smart guests and things of that nature. You should check her out over there. Really brilliant. One of the first guests that uh, I was having trouble with the guests on the show that we've been having on for years where I was trying to get them to bring the energy to the show. And I remember she came with so much energy. Of course, she's used to being on TV and and uh, talking to anchors, different things. So she's used to really, you know, bringing it. And so I remember I was really impressed with her because she... She brought energy to the show, and she was a great guest in that because that, that really helps me because I, I do a lot of jokes and everything else. But even more, she brought a lot of great knowledge on voting, what was important, and, of course, this was great in the lead-up to the election of 2020. She's also got another book that I should probably plug for, uh, and I may get the title of this wrong because I'm coming off the top of my head, uh, How to Read the Constitution and Why It's Important or Something to That Effect. Just Google Kim Whaley's name, W-E-H-L-E. You'll find that Constitution book. I actually want to read this book now. Um, I've sat down and read the Constitution for the first time this year, and uh, I was a flunky in school. Sorry, that's I'll be honest. Um, never read the Constitution up until this year. And uh, it was an amazing document. One of the reasons I want to read her book, and I think you should too, about the Constitution is uh, the Constitution is a living document. So you can read the Constitution, but you also need to read uh, everything that was added to it, uh, the Supreme Court laws, you know, all the different things that have reinforced or made different aspects of the Constitution uh, into law. And so it's a living document. You have to, you can't just read the Constitution. You've got to read all the other stuff. So I'm really interested in reading her book. That's on my list for 2021. Um, I should have her on the show for that uh, as well, but she's doing a great job putting on a show on on Instagram. She's got great uh, guests, so be sure to check out Kim Whaley. Uh, next person on the show, this is the beginning of something that changed um, my life and, and introduced me to someone that I'd never heard of. And I'll, I'll and I'm, I'm going to tell you the story of how this came about. And one of the most important people that I met this year. Um, and, uh, well, let's, let's just get into it. There's the setup. Um, so I, I've always been a fan of Eddie Glaude Jr. Uh, Eddie's always been brilliant. He, he, uh, you know, I always see him on morning Joe, MSNBC, you know, and I watch morning Joe every morning with my morning Joe coffee. Um, and, uh, and, and morning Joe, you know, not only has Mika and Joe on there, uh, they have just a plethora of just incredible brilliant guests. Uh, the rev, uh, 
I'm trying to name a few off the top of my head, but brilliant guys. But Eddie is always impressive. Eddie can go on, and Eddie can not only deliver one of the most intellectual uh, uh, thoughts or or, or, or uh, his, his take on, on whatever's going on with the news or whatever that is, but Eddie doesn't fuck around. Like, Eddie gets right to the point, and he gets the meat of it, but not only does he deliver it in, in an intellectual form, but he delivers it in a passionate form that's moving. Like, you, you get sucked in with Eddie, where when he really gets into it, he, he's almost like a intellectual emotional poet and and he doesn't waste any words like you know i mean like i waste words if you listen to the show if you listen to a lot of commentators they'll run off and you know sometimes you're just like where the fuck were you going there eddie can like put this thing in a package and when he gets done it just rounds up like a perfect comedian or perfect poem or a perfect um, rap or whatever you want to call it, but Eddie can put it down. And, and, and I, I, sometimes I wonder if he writes it down ahead of time, but he does it so spontaneously. And I've seen different episodes where people go, Hey Eddie, give us the wrap up. And Eddie, will just go boom. And he just nails the fucking thing right out of the park. He's like Babe Ruth really when it comes down to it. And so I really have a really appreciation for Eddie on his delivery, his brilliance, uh, his intellect, but also his emotionalness. He's, he almost could be a preacher <laughs> and I would go to Eddie's church. If Eddie became a preacher, I'm an atheist. If Eddie became a fucking preacher, I would go to Eddie's fucking church. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, uh, having him on the show was really brilliant. So anyway, uh, the story, let me go back on the story here. This is why there's going to be multiple parts. Cause this is going to take forever to go through all these books, but you're going to get some really cool insights to our interviews. So I think you'll love this part. Uh, so anyway, Eddie had been plugging a book that was going to come out called Begin Again. And there was a story about James Baldwin, who I had no idea was at the time. And I remember uh, Eddie was talking about it and plugging in on The Morning Joe. And I was like, oh, I wonder, Eddie's got a book. I should I should probably go check out some of Eddie's books. And, and I remember looking at the cover of Begin Again uh, that he wrote. And I see this weird looking guy. And if you've seen James Baldwin, he's a brilliant guy. And he has that same sort of emotional delivery that that's brilliant in it's just this emo- emotional, like uh, intellectualism, if you will, this mixture that's uh, so beautiful and potent. Um, and, and I'm like, who's this guy? And one thing about James Baldwin, he's got some weird kind of fish eyes going on. I love James Baldwin. Don't get me wrong, but he's got these weird, eyes that that kind of bug out at you, from his head at you but it also kind of becomes captivating once he starts doing his thing and um i remember looking at the cover thing and that's a weird looking dude i don't know and there's a bunch of empty chairs like i don't know what's going on it's probably some mystery but i don't know i'll read it and i'll find out who this james baldwin guy is when when eddie puts the book out so there that's the setup for the story in the meantime somewhere Simon Schuster, uh, Harper Collins, I'm not sure who did the book on this, but uh, they booked The Fire is Upon Us by Nicholas Bacola. And uh, while I was waiting for Eddie's book, and I think Eddie was booked on the show, we were just waiting for the date to come around. Uh, Nicholas appeared on the show with me, and we had uh, an incredible, just an incredible discussion about race, 
And uh, he turned me on to um, the famous episode that I'd never heard of again because I flunked out of school because I'm an idiot uh, between James Baldwin and the conservative um, uh, guy who wrote The Nation, William Buckley Jr., who I've always hated. I've always hated William Buckley Jr. He just comes across as a cocky ass. When I used to watch him when I was a kid, I wanted to punch him in the face all the time. I had no idea what he was saying, but he just came off with that uh, pompousity. Is that a word? <laughs> he just came off with this pompousness that I just didn't like him at all, which is probably why I don't like conservatives when it comes down to it. I guess maybe that's why it started with him. Anyway, William F. Buckley and uh, James Baldwin, if you have not seen it, you've got to see the famous episode that they did where they go, um, and I can't remember what university it was, um, but it's some scholarly university, and they go do a debate, and it is epic. It is the most epic thing you've ever seen. I was floored when I watched it. The way James Baldwin delivers the his argument on race and racism in America, growing up in America, the struggles that he has to deal with, and then, of course, selling his version of of uh, how we fix racism or how we need to uh, address it or start to address it, um, and then just watching him just totally like like William F. Buckley just came to the pulpit with freaking nothing with nothing but excuses and diversions and then I think finally he broke down and addressed it. but watching the debate is is beautiful it's just if from an intellectual standpoint an emotional standpoint it is extraordinary to watch but Nicholas also brought wonderful other things to the conversation that we took and had I was super impressed with Nicholas I'd love to have him on the show again in fact I could talk to him for hours if if he let me um I probably need to stalk Nicholas some more and have him on the show again but uh it's an incredible book his book The Fire Upon Us talks about how William F. Buckley was raised in you know uh wealth and and uh he, you know he's a basically a trust fund baby uh, you know, he had everything he wanted and he talked about the difference in, you know, he basically laid up the uh, road to who William F. Buckley became and probably why he became it as opposed, uh, it, you know, came from his youth. Um, and then, of course, he did the same thing with James Baldwin. And so it was kind of a like a lead up like to that great debate moment that was famous. If you haven't seen it, um, go see it. Then uh, I think a week or two later. Uh, and, and so anyway, when I got floored just watching this debate, I started consuming everything James Baldwin. I consumed everything I possibly could. I started watching videos endlessly. I, yeah, I've got, I still got to pour through his novels. That's on the 2021 book, but James Baldwin appealed to me in a way that I don't think anyone has ever appealed to me, um, as someone of intellect or emotion that really touched and moved me. The things he said were epic. And what's even amazing is the stuff he said 50 years ago still um, resides with us today and resonates today, like he's speaking today, especially during this time when Black Lives Matter was coming out. Uh, so I was really floored. I I just started consuming like everything, like all day long. I'd just be playing James Baldwin videos I could find on YouTube. Uh, I think I consumed everything twice because there's so much of it that overlaps over there. Um, if you haven't discovered James Baldwin, I highly, highly uh, impress upon you to take and check him out. And you should get both their books, The Fire is Upon Us and Begin Again by Eddie Gold Jr. Um, I had Eddie on. 
uh, and it was an honor to have him on as well. Uh, Eddie uh, came on the show, and we had a really candid conversation uh, and a really uh, heartfelt conversation. It's hard to talk to Eddie and not get pulled into just the emotional intellectualism of him. And um, we talked about race. We talked about racism. We talked about James Baldwin. We talked about how do we deal with these times. Um, we had a few great Eddie moments where he just wraps off, you know, beautiful stuff. Um, I had a lot of fun with Eddie too. Uh, it, it, I, I got him to laugh and there was, there was a lot of moments where it, <laughs> he was like, you actually read the book. You actually give a shit about this stuff. Uh, at least that was the impression I got. He seemed to laugh and he seemed to be inspired by the conversation we had. Um, and, uh, it was just a great conversation. It wasn't like one of those, like, Hey, how are you? How's your book? Eh? Um, it was a, just a wonderful, fun conversation. One of the things, um, is we've talked about Eddie's book and James Baldwin throughout a lot of the racism and racist and dealing with racist issues, uh, and a lot of the uh, social books that we had and authors on the show, we plugged the shit out of his book. So I hope Eddie knows that. Uh, and it, you know, we just came up because it was of the topic of issue, but uh, there were a lot of great authors that came on that actually took their inspiration for James Baldwin uh, along with Eddie, and and so that was incorporated in the show. Uh, this book did make uh, beginning in our 2020 list of holiday books, uh, so I highly recommend you read his book and check it out. If you don't know Eddie Glaude Jr., you should check it out. In fact, 2021, I've got my thing to read several of his other books, so I'm hoping we moved a lot of copies. We promoted the shit out of his book this year, and I'm hoping we moved a lot of copies for Eddie, and uh, thanks to him for being on the show. One other thing I should say about that show that was really moving is we really, you know, I tried to, I went into that show wanting to have a really open discussion about race and setting an example of how white people like me should start, should, should approach this subject. And I wanted to have a really open discussion with Eddie about this, but I wanted me to be open. I didn't want to come on to the show with, uh, with, uh, how, how do you put this? I wanted to have an open thing and I want to set an example to people of listening I suppose. So what was really great about Eddie's show is I got a lot of feedback from people. I had people feeding back to me on LinkedIn and other, sh and other uh, social networks. And they were like, hey, man, I saw your show with Eddie Glaude Jr. and the book Begin Again. And I'm white. And I was really moved by the discussion you had. I was really blown away. And it made me really rethink a lot of uh, things that I have, a lot of biases I have. It made me rethink, but, but part of it was watching you with Eddie talk about issues of race and these difficult issues that are, are hard to talk about. They're hard to face. They're hard to, you know, you know, come to realization that manifest destiny and all the ugly things that we did as a white people for the last 400 years. Um, and, but, but the way we had the discussion of people learned a lot from that. And that really moved me and motivated me. And again, I thank Eddie for coming on because it's one of those things where you don't, I, I don't even think Eddie you know, he's like, I'm just going to do a podcast talking about my book and I'm on TV all the time. And I hope Eddie knows he moved a lot of people with that show. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's those things. Like I talk about with Bobby Kennedy, you know, those tiny tidal waves that you take and do that, that move the world, those currents of those ripples of, of hope. Um, so that was a really great thing to have with that show and everything else. Uh, moving on, we had uh, digital Renaissance with Joel 
Waldfogen. Um, and uh, on it, he talks about digitization and different things of, uh, of uh, you know, how it's impacted our society, what data and economics tell us about the future of popular culture and its effect on popular culture and what we're doing in it. Great discussion, uh, brilliant discussion. Um, and he came on and talked about his stuff with his book. Check it out on the show. Um, my, my apologies, I don't remember much from it. Um, but, uh, it's a, notwithstanding, he was a great author and a great person to have on the show. I definitely highly recommend it as I try and find our next guest. The next guest we had on the show was the author of, uh, social selling and he's done a number of books. Um, and, uh, his name is Tim Hughes. He's also a good friend of mine. He's one of my friends who has been, uh, a friend of mine for a lot of years on the, uh, the Chris Voss show networks and stuff and always kind of known him and finally got around to having him on the show. Brilliant author, brilliant on social media, brilliant on what's going on. I'd highly recommend you check out his stuff as well. Uh, next up we had lean AI, um, Lomit Patel on the show, how innovative startups use artificial intelligence to grow. This is a really geeky conversation about AI, but it was really interesting to discover how it's used on our phones, how it's used in social media and everything else. Um, and uh, definitely check that out. Lean AI. The Mindful Millionaire with Lisa Peterson we had on the show. Uh, this is a great thing. Uh, overcoming scarcity, experience true prosperity, and create the life you really want. This is a kind of talk about finance we did. Uh, really impressed with that show and an author. Um, and she gives you lots of different tips on how do you manage your money and everything else. Next up, we had the age of influence with Neil Schaefer. Neil has been a friend of mine. Once again, you've seen a lot of friends in here, uh, for like 10 years. Uh, he's written a lot of good social media books. Brilliant guy. Uh, what was funny was we just talked about stuff. In fact, we even made some disclosures on my future book and uh, and shared a lot of notes and stuff on what's going on with the age of influence and what's going on with social media and what's going on with marketing in our world, everything else. Check out Neil. He's a brilliant guy. I, I just love everything he does. Always really great stuff. Uh, next up on the show, we had a gentleman, we had two gentlemen on that are friends of mine that I'll get to here in a bit as we round out this show. But the book was called Vital, A Torch for Your Social Justice Journey. And uh, the author was Kyle C. Ashley. And we had Kyle on with uh, another one of my good friends. And we talked about inclusivity. Um, we talked about, and I'm going to go, I got to go dig up the other book to to finish that conversation. But uh, what was really interesting about Vital was Vital talked about male toxicity, uh, inclusivity, and uh, you know how we're raised as men and our expectations or what we're programmed to to think of what is the concept of men. And uh, so you may want to check out that book, Vital: A Torch for Your Social Justice Journey. Especially if you're a man, I'd recommend it because um, you know there's a lot of stuff we we got taught uh, as we were growing up that's kind of like BS. We probably should <laughs> probably should not do that anymore. All these different things and the perceptions of what we have of what define us as a man. Uh, next up, we have on the show. This gal was great to have on the show. Wonderful, brilliant. Uh, Power Moves by Lauren McGooden. She's the founder and CEO of uh, Career Contessa. How women can pivot, reboot, and build 
a career of purpose. I really had fun talking with her. It was a uh, kind of an episode uh, probably geared towards a lot of women, if a lot of women want to check that out. Um, she's written, I think, a couple other books. She's got a huge consultancy and advice on what she does. Uh, I believe she has a giant Instagram and just a huge community that she has built uh, with support for women, uh, how they can be better, supporting their careers, their life, how they can balance everything. Brilliant discussion with her, just really insightful. Um, and uh, I, I definitely follow her. I mean, I really had a lot of respect for what she was putting forth and the community that she's built. It's a huge community. I think they have a giant email list, if I recall correctly, and uh, just social media. I mean, they're just rocking it. And th this is really good because I believe in communities and people that need support and everything. And there's probably a lot some men can learn. So we should put that in there as well. Um, not only from how to deal with women in the workplace, because I think we talked about some of that. And uh, but also, you know, there's it's a success sort of thing that she does. So you can learn some stuff from that and utilize that in your own life. Uh, let's go down the line here. Kings County. Uh, novel by David Goodwillie. Uh, I got to tell you, we had David Goodwillie on the show. I had a lot of fun with David. David was a uh, super confident to the show. I really liked having him. It was really nice to talk to. I hadn't got a chance to read his book except maybe a chapter or two, and uh, we wrapped through it and uh, talked about the book. The beautiful, the book is beautiful. It uh, It's basically a love letter to New York City in a much better time than what we're living in with 2020. Uh, and he's written a number of great books, so you may want to check him out. He's one author that I really enjoyed having on the show and conversing with and probably just sitting. Like, he's one of those authors I could probably just rap with forever. Most of the authors that I've had on the show, I could probably rap forever but then they're like why am i talking to this idiot he was a lot of fun to have on the show and and i'd highly recommend his books king's county a novel check it out uh this is another great author that i had a lot of fun with on the show uh and it, she's a great personality um i follow her on instagram i think i'm friends with her on facebook or some other places uh stephanie k johnson phd and she wrote the book called inclusify the power of uniqueness and belonging to build innovative teams uh she is an inclusive inclusive inclusivity uh she's one of these people that work with companies to you know help establish uh inclusivity uh agents or people that work there um and what she does is she helps make sure that they um I will make sure that they, you know, do it right. And of course, you know, the foundation for that and making sure there's balance there, making sure everyone feels welcome, regardless of race, sexual orientation, uh, just everyone feels like they're a part of, of that community and a place. And, and there's an agent in charge of that, et cetera, et cetera. Great discussion that we had. And what was nice is this fit the whole frame of what we were dealing with this year with Black Lives Matter and racism and uh, George Floyd and everything else. Uh, and so we got a chance to address these social issues and talk about them on the show. And hopefully we changed some minds, educated some people and enlightened some people down the road. Check out her book. She's a really sweet, brilliant person. Uh, really smart. I love smart people. And I, you know, we had smart people on the show and I can't think of anybody on it was dumb except for me. I was a dumb guy. I play the I play the dumb straight guy, um, but everybody comes on and just makes everything look like magic. So anyway, check out our show and learn more about exclusion in inclusion and, uh, and, uh, you know, 
Uh, I think we talked some more about bias, unconscious bias, things of that nature, which is important for people to address, especially in today's day and age. The Code of Capital by Katerina Pistor, How the Law Creates Wealth and Inequality. This is something I've known about for some time. I've always been familiar with the Federal Reserve. I've been familiar with offshore accounts, you know, the Panama Papers, um, what goes on with, you know, um, you know, between Swiss bank accounts and between, you know, things in the Virgin Islands and, and this and the offshore uh funds where people hide their money, the different tax schemes, trusts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh she really pulls the cover off of all this stuff and may maybe a lot of you don't collect it like I do, but uh she really shows how the ultra rich and the ultra powerful in this country and around the world use these tax havens use the law so they're not doing anything illegal to create wealth and inequality and keep more of it for themselves, keep it less taxable, uh, but also, um, you know, make it so they avoid taxes. So you end up with a tax burden. <laughs> you know, you hear about this all the time. You're, you know, like recently uh, Kushner set up a, 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 a private shell company in, offshore and, and they funneled like $600 million of, of the campaign funds into it. This is what happens in these sort of things. So uh, she does a brilliant job talking about that and how they're used and basically talks about the format that, you know, a lot of people can't hire, you know, a team of attorneys to go through their taxes and figure out all their loopholes and savings. So they just get screwed. Um, and uh, welcome to America. So she exposes all this brilliant and intelligent discussion. Uh, highly recommend you check out her if you definitely want to learn a lot of good stuff. Uh, next up on the show, we had a really great gentleman. This guy, Ken Rusk. I really enjoyed having this guy. Um, this guy is a CEO of his own companies. Uh, he wrote a book called Blue Collar Cash. Love your work, secure your future, and find happiness for life. You know, you see a lot of people that write books that are like, hey, become a white collar CEO or do a startup and be a CEO and be an elitist, you know, that sort of thing. He really believes in, in starting blue collar cash. And this is one of the few CEOs that walks his talk where he helps uplift his employees. He gives them long-term goals, long-term visions with his companies. And he really gives back, um, just really extraordinary stories from him and a vision from him. And, and he's focused in the blue collar sort of industry. And there is a lot of money and blue collar isn't going away. <laughs> It's going places, and uh, yeah, it's gonna. It's is there's always gonna be need. You're always gonna need a plumber. You're always gonna need an air conditioning guy. You're always gonna need someone to fix your car. Um, you know, blue collar does not go away. In fact, if anything, it makes the world go round when you think about it. And so he talks about how you can still be successful in that industry, uh, and how you can be a successful CEO and address that to your employees. Um, I. You know, I just really loved it. Next up, this this was an author that I didn't think was going to be really popular. He wrote the uh, Designing for Behavioral Change, Applying Psychology and Behavioral Analytics, uh, or Economics, I should say. And uh, he wrote this book, Stephen Wendell. We had him on the show. And uh, he talks about how, you know, designing apps or products, different things, webs, uh, websites, uh, everything designing to get behavior out of them, even like social networks and stuff. And um, I got to tell you, the discussion we have is brilliant. You know, you don't realize how much thought process goes into putting together all the stuff to present to you to get you to 
pull out your wallet and buy or get engaged from an addictive sort of thing, whether it's gamification in games or uh, some sort of other thing. But uh, he talks about it and had a brilliant discussion. One thing I was really surprised about was it got really great hits on like LinkedIn and different places. People love the shit out of it. So evidently, we still have a tech nerd audience to uh, love that sort of stuff when it comes to designing. So it's great to have him on the show. Um, next up on the show, this was uh, I was really excited to have her on the show. She was so much fun. Jill Winebakes, the Watergate girl. You probably saw her a lot on... MSNBC and NBC probably during the uh, impeachment trial. She was on, and she was one of the original attorneys uh, during the Nixon impeachment. Uh, she wrote the book, The Watergate Girl, My Fight for Truth and Justice Against a Criminal President. Uh, and it was a great discussion to have with her, just really mind-blowing, especially I think this was uh, shortly after the impeachment trial or during it or in the lead-up, um, but uh, really just a, just a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She is a, uh, she is a, uh, um, I, I can't think of the right word, but basically when it comes to America and, 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 and people who are involved with some of the great historical moments of this country, she is a, she is a, a statue or a pillar. I, I think I'm maybe the words I'm looking for to, uh, to justice and what goes on and the stories that she has are incredible. They will blow your mind. It was a great read. I think I read the book in a day or two cause I couldn't put it down. Uh, she goes through an incredible journey, but she also deals with a lot of things that she had to deal with in the seventies about sexism and, uh, being single. She was divorced at one time. And so being divorced and, you know, in a, in the seventies wasn't the funnest thing. And of course you're, she was working in different avenues of the government. Um, Brilliant story, brilliant story. Get the book, read it. Not only that, she was she's just a warm, friendly, fun guest to have on. Uh, she's one of those people. Again, I could talk to for hours uh, and shoot the shit with, and just just a, just a fun, wonderful, great guest uh, to have on. Just uh, had a blast with her. In fact, I think the show was like an hour and a half or something. It was like, I was like, I, I, you know, she she eventually, you know, she's got things to do, man. <laughs> So let the, let the guests go, Chris. But she was fun. She was just fun. Um, next up on the show, we had uh, Irrationality, Justin E.H. Smith, A History of the Dark Side of Reason. This was an interesting road to go down with on on how we uh, reason with things, irrationality, and everything else. Great book. Great discussion. I really should go back and listen to that show. And uh, just just a great thing on the thought process and why we choose what happens, conspiracy theories, all that sort of uh, interesting stuff. Uh, let's see. Next up on the show, uh, we had uh, Max Borges. And I've worked with the Max Borges Agency for, I think, almost 10 years now. Um, they send us review units. They're, they're a huge PR company that works with mainly technology, and they have agents, and, and they you know they promote them and all that good stuff. So we've been reviewing them for a lot of years, and it came up that he had a book, and it was called How to Be Fan-Fucking-Tastic. That's actually the name of the book, How to Be Fan-Fucking-Tastic. And, uh, so he wrote this book and I was like, well, you know, we know him. They've always been in a great company to us. Let's have him on the show. Uh, it's a fun book you can take and read very quickly. Uh, but it's got a lot of his great ideas and how he built this company. And we had a lot of fun on the show. We talked about how he built the company and, and kind of some of his ideas behind being a CEO and, and what he did with them. 
And uh, yeah, I just 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 a really great time with him. Great guy, great insights, and I think you'll love that show. Uh, next up, we had Life on Mars with David Weintraub. A Weintraub. And this was kind of interesting. Life on Mars, what we need to know before we go. This was kind of interesting because we talked about, you know, why do we want to go to Mars? We talked about Elon Musk. talked about planets. We had a lot of fun moments, too. I had some jokes for him that went off really well. Um, uh, but we also talked, the, there's an efficacy or an ethical sort of approach to should we really go to Mars? It's kind of one of those discussions about why you shouldn't bother, you know, Aboriginal tribes in like Brazil that have never seen the outside world and still live the way they did in almost caveman times. Um, or why you shouldn't maybe interact with animals in the wild because you're disturbing their thing and you're bringing uh, humanity into it and maybe you shouldn't. And the, the same sort of approach to discussion we had about Mars. I mean, should humans really go to Mars because God knows what we're going to do. What we do with everything else, we fuck it up and pollute it and then destroy it. So good job, humanity. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there was that, uh, fun discussion with him. Really brilliant. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I love to have him on the show. Uh, great discussion and a lot of insight to stuff that I didn't even think about. I'm just like, yeah, let's go to Mars. Let's do that Martian thing. We even talked about the Martian movie and if even any of that crap is possible. And so uh, I think you'll get a lot of insights if you watch that show and everything else. Um, last up, I think we're going to do on the show is we're going to talk about As a City on a Hill. This is a really important show that fit into the James Baldwin discussions, racism, uh, Manifest Destiny, uh, George Floyd, all the different things that are going on this year. Uh, this gentleman had written a book, Daniel T. Rogers, As a City on a Hill, the story of America's most famously sermon uh this is a really cool discussion to have and i learned a lot i learned a lot about reagan because reagan was the one who made this thing hugely freaking popular and he did it for a political aspect and why he did it it's important and why it's contributed to this manifest destiny this exceptionalism of america where we go we're the greatest <laughs> great uh, it also talks about, you know, wh how it contributed to the destruction of Native Americans, how it distributed to racism, slavery, all the horrible things that we did as a nation. This is one of the pillars that it was built on as a city on a hill. And he talks about some of the myths behind it and some of the reality behind it and why it got so popular. And we break it down basically and tell the original story. So that was that. That was that. So um, I'm going to stop here. We still have a ton of books to go through. Uh, Jim Shudo's book from CNN will uh, feature on the next one. Uh, a Russian author or author from Ukraine who wrote about Russia, different things. There's going to be a whole mess of stuff we're going to get into. And so I'm going to put this on to a part two next that we're going to move to. And we'll just do as many shows as it takes, probably about almost an hour at a time till we get through everyone that we talked to all year. So please download the show, give it some love, give it some support, share out the show, subscribe to it, and make sure you subscribe for this next year. You're going to love the guests we have on. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Stay tuned for part two. You should be able to find it in the queue.